Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. I go out there, I do start into the set, start doing, like, going to church with my grandmother or something, I can't remember what it was. But what I remember is they started to get restless very quickly. <laughs> and then, you know, they started going, making that noise, like, you know, like they about to boo, boo you. And it was about to come up into a full-fledged boo. And I don't know if you've ever been booed by 2,000 people at once. <laughs> Wind from the boo blows you off stage. Like, it was... What's goody, Hot Breath Verse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and our mission here is to cultivate the next generation of great comics by interviewing today's great comics. And our guest today, after almost 30 years in this comedy game, he has been one of the most respected on and off stage, so far mainly known for his work behind the scenes as one of the most respected writers and producers and showrunners. But now... He has released his second Netflix special produced by a, a little guy named Kevin Hart. And he is finally <laughs> getting the light he deserves. So please welcome to the Hot Breath of Earth, the one and only David Arnold, everyone. Welcome to the show. David A. Arnold, because if you don't put in the A, you get the white guy that does the soundtracks for James Bond. That's, That's my bad. Me. David A. Arnold. My bad, fam. I'm over here trying to gentrify your name. That's on me, so fam. <laughs> so when everybody looks me up and they look up David Arnold, they're like, this don't look like the same person. <laughs> We've appropriated the name, too. Yes. Yeah. But I, I realized I had to do that when I realized it was another David Arnold that was also successful. <laughs> well, I've got to add, I mean, first off, congrats on the special. It is lights out funny, which is no surprise here. But... Thank you. As, as a comic, as you being in this game for almost 30 years, from Cleveland, you move to L.A. not knowing anyone. You're working as a nurse, grinding it out on stand-up. You're in and out of rehab three times. And now you arrive here at your second Netflix special. How, what? As a comedian, I've been in the game 12 years. So I'm curious... What does it feel like right now? What like what it what is you've had this success behind the scenes, but now you're you're getting your shine, fam. What does this feel like? Right. It feels like it's about time. Mm. It feels like perfect timing because I'm ready for all of it. It feels like uh this is exactly where I should be. I was driving by the down sunset and I saw a billboard uh on the side of the laugh factory, which is world famous laugh factory in, in Hollywood. And I saw, you know, they have a big billboard that they put up there for the Netflix specials that come out and mine is up there. And it oddly feels like that's exactly where I belong. When I see it, I, they have a huge one up in Times Square right now, huge digital billboard of myself and my special in Times Square. And it oddly feels right. And I think I can say that because I've been doing, I've been working so hard for 28 years to get to this place and when you've done the work you're like yeah like you know what i mean like it's, you know what it's like it's like if you worked out ate right you know consistently and then somebody said wow you've lost 30 pounds you would think of course i have. 
I've been doing the work. Like, mm. so that's how it feels. You know what I mean? That's exactly how it feels. I, I'm curious, how low did it get for you? Because I know you had moments of like even BET, like saying you're not black enough to do a show with them yeah. and things like that. Like how low did it get for you to reach this high? I think that was probably one of the moments I was in development for a TV show that I had been developing for a while with Kevin. And then uh, a new president took over the network. It started at Hulu. It went to another place and settled at BET. And they, one of the, you know, the, the, the things that I heard back was basically, you know, you, you're not black enough for you. You don't look like what a black man looks like and all of this stuff. And that was one of the moments where it hit me hard because it was the first time that I was up for, and I had been developing my own TV show and thought that it was going in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, because the show actually got ordered to series, picked up for 10 episodes. We were about to start, we were putting together our team and writers. And then the president got fired and they brought a new president in and she was like, I was one of the first things on the chopping block. She was like, yeah, this guy's not marketable. He doesn't look like what a black man looks like. We need somebody to, that our audience will respond to. And that shit just hurt me. And that's when I started posting videos with my cell phone. I started posting social videos on social media with me interacting with my wife and kids and how, you know, I feels to be a parent, all those things I've been doing on stage. And then I also took some of the standup that I have been doing from 15 years ago that nobody had ever seen. And I started posting it in rants. I would do these little rants about, you know, taking out the trash and bad drivers and, you know, bad waiting, like whatever my rant was. And I started putting it up on Instagram and, and social media one minute at a time. And they just ate it up. And my social, my social media went from 1200 followers to well over a million on all my platforms. And my Facebook page, I think, has been translated into like five different languages in several different countries around the world. Dang, getting that Facebook money. I know. <laughs> so it's been a journey. So it's been a, it's not been one thing. It's been a lot of little things that have gotten me to this space. One, one question I always ask on here, and we've interviewed over 400 comedians at this point. And yeah. It's like your worst bombing story or like getting booed. It's just one you will never forget. Of San Diego, a theater called Fourth and B. Uh, I was I went down there. Place holds about two thousand people. I went down there to uh, to watch a friend perform who was on the week before me. They were doing a weekly show, so I go down there to watch my boy and just get a sense of what's happening in the in the um, you know in the room that night. My boy is there performing. The host says, "Hey, you here headlining next week?" You want to go out and do five, seven minute set just to fill the room out. I'm like, sure. I go out there, I do start into the set, start doing like going to church with my grandmother or something. I can't remember what it was. But what I remember is they started to get restless very quickly. <laughs> and then, you know, they started going, making that noise like, you know, like they about to boo, boo you. And it was about to come up into a full-fledged boo. And I don't know if you've ever been booed by 2,000 people at once. <laughs> Wind from the boo blows you off stage. Like it was like, it's nothing like 2000 people all at once agreeing you ain't shit. Like that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And I just walked off the stage and the host was like, what'd you do? And I was like, they started booing me. I had to leave. 
And so I told my boy that I went to go see perform that night. I said, listen, man, I'm not, I'm not coming back to that club. I'm not doing it next week. Cause like that, at that night, when you left the show, they would pass out flyers for the next week's show. And <laughs> my picture is on the flyer. So I'm sure people were getting the picture in the flyer going, this is, we just booed five minutes ago. I ain't coming back here next week. Like, you know, that had to happen. And I left the, the, the theater that night, walking to my car, um, flyers all over the ground, footprints on my face where people had stumped. Yeah. And I stopped in my car for like two hours. And I was like, I, I can't go back there next week. My friend told me I had to. He said, you got to overcome every fear in comedy. And I rewrote my set. I tweaked it. I went back the next week, got a standing ovation. I killed. Ooh. And an old lady came up to me and it's like, baby, we was here last week. I was there. She said, I was here last week when we booed your ass. <laughs> you came back and redeemed yourself. And I'm thinking, you the one that started the boo, didn't you? You was the one. <laughs> that is that that boo story, that bomb story, I will never forget. It's one that stays with me. Yeah, failure is the best teacher, especially in this comedy game. Because you can't avoid it. Yep. You can't avoid failure. I tell people this all the time. You know, I teach one of the largest stand-up comedy classes in the country. And we have well over 300 plus people on my waiting list. And I've told everybody this. You have to fail because it's the failure in comedy that will make you figure out if you really want to be a comedian. You know what I mean? Because it's like yep. boxing. You gotta, if you're going to box, you got to know you're going to get hit in the face several times. And yeah. it's going to so you gonna get your nose broke possibly you gotta love boxing or think it's for you that much to go in the ring and keep getting your face popped and that's what like doing stand-up is like so it ain't that's why the name of my netflix special is it ain't for the week that's it, one of the reasons why it is a must see it honestly like it gave me chills like earthquake special when he dropped his on netflix and it's just like boom boom yes. boom like as a comedian we just sit back and watch like Oh no, that's where the bar is. It's like, yes. we have so much work to do. <laughs> Quake has been doing that for 30 years. That's why his name is Earthquake. Because when he gets on stage, the room is like, <laughs> shake like from the, I went up behind Earthquake one time in Atlanta. I had been doing comedy three months. He had been doing comedy for years. And when I tell you, they swallowed me whole. Like it was like taking a minnow and throwing him into the ocean is what it was like. Like I never survived. Like it was, I wasn't on stage 30 seconds before it was clear that I did not belong in the same space as this man. And so to now have both of our Netflix specials out at the same time and for him to hit me up and go, dude, wow. Yeah. It dude. makes me feel good. You know, it's, it's been a 28 year run. So and, uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and as we'll uh, we'll land the plane here because uh, David's actually on set right now. He actually took a break <laughs> from 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 his job to do this, and we appreciate it. But I think this is such a relevant question for all young comics that uh, Ryan Skrilla asked: How long did it take you to find your style slash voice, and what are tips for someone who is struggling to find that? It took me. Remember, this answer is not the same for everybody because somebody could walk and step into their purpose in two minutes. And somebody else like myself, I got to honestly say it took me about 10 years. And um, 
yeah, 10 or 11 years. I, I've always done material about my life and my family. That's always been my thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's always been my wheelhouse. But I would just talk about that without my point of view about that. You know what I mean? I could tell you a funny story about how my dad didn't only allowed us to have one glass of juice a day because we are kids and that was the funny story. He had drink tickets that he passed out. All of that stuff is funny. But when you start to add your commentary about how you feel and think about the things you go through, that is when your point of view starts to happen. My point of view came to me around 2007. And I've been doing stand-up since 97. Mm -hmm. I'm now six. So this is 11, maybe 12 years. And I started doing rants on social media. 2008 is where it really started to crystallize. Rants on social media. And I had this little toilet paper that I would, it was a rants that I would do called Life with Dave. And I would, and if you go back on my YouTube channel, you can see them way back on there where I would do, you know, bad tippers, you know, uh, uh, you know, telemarketers. Like I had all, but I started doing these rants and, da -da 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 -da, and I would, and as I kept doing them, I started to see people's reaction to it. And then I started to realize, oh, this is my point of view. And I kept going. Then I started to apply it to my life. Oh, my kids do this. And this is how I feel about it. My wife does this. And this is how I feel about it. That is the point of view. That is what it takes comedians a minute to get. And you have to get through a stage of, oh, I wonder what people are going to think. Oh, mm -hmm. I wonder if my job, my day job is going to see this and think this, this, and this. You got to get through all that shit because none of that, when my wife, my boyfriend doesn't like when I say none of that's going to work, not in be real and stand up to the level in which you need to be real at in order to compete with the best. I've been lucky to not have that. So it, it's different for everybody. But if you know the goal to find your voice is to every single bit and every story that you tell, your goal has to be to ask yourself, what is how do I feel? about what I'm talking about. So yeah, I you do know? family material too. And I talk about like my wife loving the dog more than me. And it's like a sure. lot of silliness right now. So it would be like, literally, how do I feel about her loving? Like I'm jealous or I'm envious. I want to exactly. kill the dog, things like that. I work all day. I come home to make sure that you have and the dog's food, the dog's water is fresh, but I have leftover so-and-so maybe I need to, it's I, me, I, 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 when you start getting to that and you're not narrating from the outside, giving mm. people about what's happening outside and you get inside and you tell people, she's, I come home. I've been working all day. I'm looking for a meal. She says it's in the microwave. I look down the dog's bowl is fresh with, that's when I'm wondering what, what, what about me? When the dog is eating better than the man who bought the food for the dog, we got a prop. That's my point of view. Point of view. Man. That's you, different. Man, yeah, Erica just said she joined your wait list. Yeah, you just put on a quick master class. David, thank you so <laughs> much for squeezing this in your busy schedule, man. You I apologize for all of the mishap. I really do. I love, you know, being able to sit up and talk comedy. Yes, if you follow me on Instagram, it's the David A. Arnold. My new Netflix special, my second one, it ain't for the week. My first one, Fat Ballerina, is now trending on Netflix as well because people yes. found that. Awesome. And we're going to, I'm going to announce very soon, 
a weekend intensive of my stand-up class in Los Angeles here because I'm on tour. I'm in the middle of a 40 city tour as I prepare for my third Netflix special. And so I'm, I can't do a six week class as I was doing before. So I'm going to do weekends. I'm going to do like six hours on a Saturday and six hours on a Sunday and do an intensive. So that announcement is coming very soon. So well, we will uh, keep an ear out, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time, David. I'll link everything in the show notes. And uh, thanks for the inspiration, buddy. Yeah, man. Good luck to everybody, y'all. Well, there you have it. Hop Breathiverse. Go watch David's comedy special. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel where we are doing three live streams a week all to help you level up your comedy game. All that's linked in the description. And until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.